0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, I will outline the prices that I think make for good bets using the predictive mathematical model that I have built called Sideline for games scheduled to be played on Saturday, July 1st, 2023. If your new here check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections of picks on every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description. Cost is under $1 per day, and you will receive all the information that you could ever want. money line prices, runline prices, prices needed for A grades, totals and exclusive access to our Discord chat, where it's a great place to ask me questions about the games, talk about all sorts of bets, live bets, prop bets, whatever you want over there. It's a lot of fun. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game and does not try to forecast it to a T, as that'd be a foolish and impossible goal. There are no right sides or wrong sides, or other right and wrong prices. Whether choosing my model or someone else's, this probabilistic thinking is key to growing your bankroll instead of draining it. There will be ups and downs with this sort of thinking those things balance out in the long run. It's just hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand that good and bad variance will occur. So while the long run profitability has been proven, winning every single day is an impossible reality for any gambler. Um, you know, and I say, say that every day, it is just a, just as a reminder, right? I'm probably not going to go five for five on these picks. we got five games to talk about. Um, we're just looking for good value in the long run. It's going to add up if you, if you, have all the plays, you know, that variance kind of balances out a little bit quicker. Uh, But whether you get all the plays or just these, uh, we're just trying to find good prices based off the information we have today. Uh, You know, we took Wainwright and the Cardinals, and that was based off the information the model had, you know, was a little bit more optimistic that he still had a pulse left. It apparently doesn't, right? And so uh, you'll see his rating really plummeted. Uh, after that start uh, as the model became a lot more skeptical and it's kind of starting to realize that he might be done for. Right. And so, um, you know, if, if you did not think that Wainwright had a pulse and that was al- always a question, right. Then, you know, you had a different opinion of that game and you thought that the price needed to be different in order to play either side. And that's okay. Again, we can always disagree on what price is a good price, whether, uh, you know, you say it's 10 cents different, 15 cents, different, whatever, that's totally fine. Um, but what we're not talking about here is is good picks and bad picks. We're talking about is good prices and bad prices uh, because that's what matters in the long run because, um, you know, that's – that's I, I don't know any other way to say it other than that's going to make the difference if you're profitable or not is the prices. Um, it's really that simple. So hopefully you already know that, and I'm preaching to the choir. Uh, otherwise, though, before we get to today's slate, some quicker miners. please hit that like button for YouTube. So, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content this channel provides. You can see how I scan my picks on the screen and the Google Sheet with the season results. That link's in the show description. But as always, with scaling and with the picks, take what you like. Leave the rest. 307 p.m. Eastern, Red Sox at the Blue Jays will be a nice day in Toronto, upper 70s. Good chance the roof is open. Model projects 9.4 runs, actual totals 9.5. I think it's pretty well priced. I'd be interested, I'd be thinking about going over nine if it drops to that based off what the temperature seems to be doing there. But, uh, you know, eight over eight would be a for sure play. Over nine, maybe nine and a half. I can't go over that, uh, but I'm not going under in this situation either. So it's a pass for me in the total. I'm going to focus on the side. The Blue Jays are favored, and rightly so. They should definitely be favored in this game. I do believe that the Red Sox have a starting pitcher advantage with Cutter Crawford against Yusei Kikuchi. That might not be evident in the ERA, but again, as always, the ERA tells you what happened. It's not necessarily the best predictor of what will happen. When you look under the hood, I think that Crawford's been a better pitcher this year. Uh, He projects to be a little bit better. I think the Red Sox have a little bit of an edge here at the starting pitcher um, position. Not by much, a little bit. Uh, Relievers... Maybe slight edge to the Blue Jays, pretty close to a wash. The biggest issue here is that the Blue Jays will have a big offensive advantage, especially given the fact that the Red Sox are going up against the lefty. They rate above average against the righty, below average against the lefty. Uh, so the Blue Jays at home should be favored here. The question is by how much? And that's why I built a model to help tell us what price is a good price or not. The model says that the Blue Jays should be favored by a price of minus 134. Current price of minus 160 is way too expensive. Blue Jays might win this game. According to the model, they win 57% of the time. So I'm going to pick the Red Sox. And if the Red Sox lose this game, there is not a, you know, oh, like, you know, you should have seen this coming type thing. I think the Blue Jays won 57% of the time. So it's more likely the Blue Jays won. But in the long run, if we're playing this type of thing over and over, and this is what we do here, uh, it's going to be profitable back to Red Sox because they can win 43% of the time and at plus 148, that is really good value. Model says plus 143 or better. Is that A grade? That's what I'm looking for here. I'm only playing this at an A grade. I'm not playing it below that because I don't think the price is worth it. Uh, But in the around plus 150 area, uh, the break-even point for that's 40%. And I think the Red Sox can clear that hurdle. Uh, again, they're only going to play at once, but I think in the long run, this play makes sense. Blue Jays should be favored, but this is closer to a coin toss than the odds indicate. It's not a coin toss yet, uh, but it's at least closer in that direction than the odds imply. The Blue Jays shouldn't be favored quite by this much. I'm on the Red Sox at plus 148. 405. PM Eastern Brewers, the Pirates warm day in Pittsburgh talking about almost mid eighties and the wind will be blowing a little bit across, but a little bit out as well at about 10 miles an hour. According to my model, it's going to boost the runs by about 11% current total is 8.5. Model projects 9.1. Neither one of these offenses rate very well according to the model, so um, that's why I'm not going over. The weather indicates that it would be a good overspot, and I would look more over than under because of the weather, but it's just not good enough uh, value for me to go over 8.5. I'm looking for over 8 in this one. These offenses just aren't that good. Um, that said, I will be on the pirates yet again. And again, just lather and repeat what I've said all week about the pirates of these a grade plays, the models and backing them thinking that they're getting some disrespect. And it's a little bit that and it's a little bit. I think the brewers are overvalued here. This team just isn't very good the way it's currently constructed. Uh, Their offense is a full standard deviation below league average. The bullpen is just average Corbin Burns not been very good this year. He still rates better than league average. He's still a good pitcher, I think, but he's just not the dominant force he was. His rating was in the upper 60s for most of last year. His rating right now is an 86. That's only one standard deviation better than league average. And again, that's good. It's just not great. And the Brewers, to be successful, need more offensive production than they've been getting. And they need guys like Corbin Burns to be true aces. And he has not been that at all. 4'10 ERA this year. And the advanced metrics say that's pretty spot on on. He's getting a little bit of a projection boost based off of last year, but based off how he's pitched this year, it's not really warranted. Of course, he'll be going against Johan Oviedo, who, while he does have a similar ERA, projects to be a little bit worse, closer to league average. So the Brewers do have an edge at starting pitcher, but the Brewers on the road should only be small favorites. They should be favored by a price of minus 107, according to the model, plus 114 or better on the Pirates gets an A grade. Plus 136 is an easy A grade pick for me. I don't know if they're going to keep winning. Uh, You know, and I kind of think about, you know, Friday's game hasn't happened yet think about Friday and Saturday, big plus odds. Hey, if the Pirates split those two, that's fine. We're going to make a decent amount of money, and this is the type of long-run thing that slowly builds our bankroll. Plus 136 is a play for me, A-grade on the Pirates. Really, plus 115 or better, I think, is worth the investment. At home, this is pretty close to a coin toss, so plus odds makes a lot of sense. And we're really getting to that part of the season where we're taking a lot of plus odds on coin toss games and just saying, hey, in the long run, we're going to go about 50-50 here, and we're going to rack up all those plus odds. Uh, Picking our spots with the favorites, a little bit more than we were earlier in the season it's just the way the baseball season goes 405 p.m eastern astros of the rangers uh geez. uh if you if this is your first show uh welcome uh i'm an astros fan i hate this team <laughs> um, if not you know how i feel about these two teams the rangers are really good the astros are not uh You know, I'm not sure they're a top 10 team in baseball at this point. Uh, The bullpen's solid, but it's really, it it projects solid, but it's just really struggled. The offense is just really struggling without Jordan. Uh, The model loves Hunter Brown. Uh, 76 rating actually rates him better than Iavaldi. I mean, the model just loves what he's done. The underlying metrics are actually more impressive for Hunter Brown than Eovaldi here for the Rangers. Uh that said, of course, the link that Iavaldi gives is really valuable for the Rangers, especially with a weaker bullpen. Uh, I think it's a coin toss between these two pitchers that might surprise you. Uh, I think Iavaldi's really good. I think Hunter Brown's really good. I've been preaching him since he came up last year with the Astros that he was going to be a guy to back. Uh, you know, I, I love both these starting pitchers, I think they're both great. Issue is I just don't really have a lot of faith in the Astros offense. Model says this should be Rangers minus 141. I don't know why it's minus minus one seventeen, but I'm jumping all over it. Again, I do bet pitcher dependent. So if it's something where weird where the Rangers change out day, then I'll just get my money back on that one. But Minus 117 is an A-grade pick. We haven't seen this recently with the Rangers, but we did see it a few weeks ago, maybe three or four weeks ago this happened. Uh, there was a series of games where the Rangers were really underpriced for about three games in a row. Uh, we had massive A-grade plays on all three. I think they won two of the three, and we made a good amount of money. And that's what I'm seeing here. Again, Friday's game hasn't happened yet. Between Friday and Saturday, uh, we've already seen it with Friday. The same thing happened back a few weeks ago, a month ago or so. That's what happened Friday where I, I told y'all, hey, take uh, the Rangers here at this really good price. And it's already jumped about 20, 30 cents since then. Uh, I expect the same thing to happen here. I don't know why it wouldn't. I don't know why they opened up Friday so short. I don't know why they're opening up Saturday so short. It's not my job to figure out why. All it is is my job to figure out is that there's a discrepancy here. And it's the same thing. I mean, this Rangers team, i again, I, I absolutely hate to say it, but this Rangers team is better than the Astros. And minus 117, is basically home-field advantage, and you know, given that the pitchers are awash, the Astros' bullpen advantage does not make up for the fact that the offenses are just worlds apart here. I just have a ton of faith uh, in the Rangers' offense, I don't have any faith in the Astros' offense, especially as a fan. I love backing my team. I picked my team last year in Game 6 of the World Series, and I had a winning bet on my team winning the World Series the year before. I bet against my team in Game 6 of the World Series and I had a winning bet going against my team. I don't mind betting on my team or against my team in this case – I just don't think they're worth backing against this really good Rangers team. This Astros offense can beat up on the Adam Wainwrights of the world. I don't have faith that they can beat up on better pitchers. And the Rangers are throwing two pretty solid ones here to start off this series uh, total on this one is eight and a half model says 8.2. I'd love to go under nine because I, I love both these starting pitchers, but uh, I'm, I'm holding off for that nine just for that push protection because the Rangers offense can put up some runs. The Astros' bullpen hasn't looked great. Uh, but again, I, at this point, I'm really only comfortable backing the Astros against the lefty, uh, given how right-handed heavy they are, or against weaker pitchers that they can beat up on. But these better pitchers uh, are going to create a really tough spot for them, in my opinion. And Eovaldi, obviously, a very good pitcher. Some of the Rangers here at minus 117. One more 4 p.m. game to talk about here. Marlins at the Braves. Mid-70s in Atlanta. Wendell will be starting off blowing in, maybe shifting to a cross, maybe shifting a little bit out. Uh basically creating a slightly pitcher-friendly environment to start, but kind of waning as the game goes along. Yuri Perez versus Charlie Morton. yuri has been fantastic. 134 ERA. I think we all know that's not going to continue for the rest of the season, but the underlying metrics suggest – That should be in the upper threes. He's a good pitcher. Maybe, again, not quite this good, but I don't think I'm breaking any news with that. Charlie Morton, 381 ERA, advanced metrics. say That's pretty spot on. You got two really good pitchers here. Not great, but both very good. Obviously, both these bullpens are pretty solid. And again, it's not going to be a hot day in Atlanta. And so because of that, I'm going to go under nine. Model says the projected total is 8.3. And so under nine is a pretty solid pick, especially here at minus 110 odds. Uh, I like backing both these pitchers. Braves offense is really good. Uh, Braves might score a few runs off Yuri Perez. I don't expect him to have a shiny 134 ERA after this start, but I don't think the Braves are, are the Braves are a really good offense, but Yuri Perez is a good enough pitcher. I don't think they're going to put up eight. Uh, It's not a hot day. It's not like we saw some of last week's games or earlier in this week's games, we saw like 85 degrees in Atlanta wind blowing out. It's not like that weather. It's gonna be hard for them to put up too many crooked numbers against a good starter and a good pen. And the Smarland's offense, you know, nothing special to write home about. Not going to have an easy time against, uh, you know, Charlie Morton and the Braves relievers, who not quite as good as they projected at the start of the season, but still pretty solid set of relievers there. So I like the pitching more than the hitting. And even though we've been more on overs as the weather's gotten hotter, it's actually not going to be a very hitter-friendly day in Atlanta, which is very surprising for a 4 p.m. local start. With regards to the side, model says it should be Braves minus 167. The current price on the Braves is minus 168. If that drops about a dime, I'd be interested in the Braves. A grade price is minus 157. Uh, Or if there's some runaway money on the Braves, if I could get the Marlins at plus 178, that's an A grade. There's some decent prices that I think you could bet this game, but right now that's not there. So I don't think it's smart to invest in the side in this game. According to my model, as always though, again, if your model, uh, your line of thinking, uh, whatever you're looking at, Suggest a little bit differently. Maybe there are better prices, but right now, even though the Braves should win according to the model, sixty-three percent of the time, that makes minus one hundred and sixty a slight negative expected value play. So I'm going to pass on the side and focus on the under. Seven fifteen p.m. Eastern. Rays at the Mariners. Pretty typical night in Seattle. Mid sixties. Roof likely open on this one. Tyler Glass now and George Kirby. Uh, two pretty good pitchers. Glass now. Hasn't been great with regards to the ERA and his six starts so far this year, but the underlying metrics suggest it's just some bad luck. Uh, It kind of reminds me of Gaussman early on when the model was like, hey, top 10 pitcher, just trust me. Don't look at the ERA. And that's what the model says about Glasnow right now. Top 10 pitcher. Don't look at the ERA. When you look under the hood, he's fine. He's still really good. George Kirby, also really good. 326 ERA. Probably a little bit deflated based off the fact that he plays in a pitcher's park, but obviously a good pitcher, and he should have success in that same pitcher's park here. uh, Here Saturday night. Of course, the issue is he's facing one of the best offenses in baseball in Tampa Bay. Mariners offense, a bit disappointing. League average at best. They at least have better relievers, but for the first time in a while, I am fading the Mariners and I am happy to do so because this team is disappointing. Um, Despite as, as amazing as they were to us last year, uh, they have not been that this year. I'm going to be on the raise at minus minus one fifteen B grade pick. Model says it should be raised minus minus one nineteen, so a little bit of value here. If it's minus one twelve or better, that gets an A grade for me. But anything that's minus one teens is definitely worth your investment on Tampa. If for some reason it's minus one oh something, that's an A grade. It might get better at some point. I don't know if it'd be more Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. There's a chance that people look at this game and look at the ERAs, and there's some. Ch- there's a chance that there's some money here on the Mariners backing George Kirby. But Make no mistake about it. I think that Glasnow is the much better starting pitcher. The Rays have the better offense. They don't have the better relievers, but it hasn't really mattered for the Mariners so far. So I'm really happy to back Tampa at a short price. I want to back him at minus 130. Minus 115, definitely worth an investment. Model projects 6.9 runs. You could go under seven and a half. I would think about it. Uh, We'll see what happens. I might add that play in the morning uh, when I relook at things with a fresh set of eyeballs. For right now, my initial lean was I want to wait until it's under eight if it gets there. Uh, But as we long know, Seattle is a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. So anytime the model projects a number that starts with a six, under seven and a half isn't the worst idea you kind of want a little bit more wiggle room with larger totals because there's more numbers that can land on with smaller totals. uh, A smaller edge actually is about the same as at bigger numbers. And why is that? Because when we project a really low number, like I said, that starts with a six, you're not likely going to get, and it's not impossible. Baseball is weird and weird things happen, right? You're not likely going to get 12, 13, 14 runs, right? So most of your runs, all that probability kind of like falls lower, And so the idea is, I guess, to to put it more succinctly, the higher the total, the more variance you're going to have in the expected number of runs, the probability spreads out a little bit. So you just need a bigger edge with the smaller numbers, the probability bulks up a little bit. So under seven and a half, not really a bad look here, in my opinion, again, given the model projects 6.9, I'm just not dying. I'm not running to the window. Uh, To play that, Uh, but it is something uh, in the morning I will look at, and it's not a bad look if you like the under. Two good pitchers here. Uh, The biggest concern I have, I have no doubts that Glasnow will have success against the Mariners. You know, mediocre offense, and you know the biggest question is Kirby's good, but is he good enough uh, to handle this really good Rays offense? My initial thought is this probably plays out like a four-to-one type game, uh, so I would lean under, but just something to think about there if you're looking to make a play on the total. And that's all I've got for you here. Thanks for tuning in this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel shoved right into your feed. I'll be back again to cover Monday's betting slate uh, here on Sunday night, but until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please... Don't bet you're eating money.